you know, we've had to really just learn our own skills and tools to just try and be our best selves and to try and really show up each day better and to try and have patience and grace with Mm -hmm. ourselves and with one another. But it's just been really, really beautiful and hopefully an example for our community of what a powerful female relationship can be and do. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. What is up, Divine Living Queens? Today on the Divine Living Podcast, I am so excited to present to you Los Angeles' most admired besties, Krista and Lindsay. Together for the past three years and growing, they have hosted the Almost 30 Podcast, which is now ranked on Apple's Top 50. Receiving raving acknowledgement from Coverture, iHeartRadio, Chalkboard Magazine, their podcast is touched down in 161 countries with over 12 million downloads. Krista and Lindsay have ignited a loyal community centered around personal growth and empowerment. Their contagious personalities and laid-back style, each episode literally makes you feel like you're hanging out with your own virtual BFFs. These queens are here to listen, share, laugh, and learn right alongside of you. In this episode, you can expect to get to know them, experience their warmth. We dive into so many cool subjects. I'm really excited for you to enjoy. All righty, Krista and Lindsay of Almost 30, welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. It is such a joy to have you here as I have been watching you through cyberspace and from afar and through the pandemic. And I'm just so grateful to have your presence here and share your wisdom and your path with the Divine Living community. Oh, so looking forward to it. I feel like it's divine. So thank you so (laughs) much. This is going to be incredible. Cool, cool, cool. So I have so many questions for you that I'm excited to get into, and I would just love to share a little bit of your backstory for maybe the one or two listeners that haven't heard about you or listened to your podcast already. Share with us like who you are, how you got started, and bring us up to today. Yeah, so we're almost 30, and the name kind of says it all. We started when we were transitioning to our 30s. We were in our 20s at the time. We're now past... 30. So everyone listening, we are past 30, just on the other side. And Lindsay and I were both having sort of the same realizations and aha moments as we reached our 30s where we felt like we didn't have the answers. Our life wasn't coming to... Our life wasn't turning out the way that we thought it would be. We weren't married. We didn't have kids. We didn't have the dream job. And we just felt really lost. So we met because I was auditioning for Soul Cycle. I didn't get it two times. Lindsay was an instructor. And from that moment, we just wanted to make people feel less alone. So we Mm. started to record our conversations on my closet floor, her closet floor. And you know, for six months, just recorded a bunch of crap with our full-time jobs. And then for two years after we launched, worked for our full-time jobs until we could quit and then build the business. So it's just really been a labor of love and really thanks to our community and really thanks to you know our 
us being super naive about what we could do and how we could do it, we've built a media company at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. I would have never thought that we'd be here today, you know, on your show talking about it, but we're super grateful. It's well, I mean, first of all, I have so much to say, just even with that introduction, but talk about a vision. We want to help people feel less alone. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so genius. Like, where did that like come from within each of you? Yeah, I think, you know, it was kind of surprising when we first started having conversations. It was that like mutual, like, oh, okay, so we're not alone in this. Thinking in your 20s, you kind of like feel like you're so alone in so much of what you do. Mm. And so our conversations alone were so healing. And and so we just wanted to create a safe space for people to connect with others. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going through the exact same things. But I just think the feelings that we're having of like fear and doubt and just not knowing, we weren't taught this in school. We weren't taught this by our parents. And so that not knowing, having a community to support you in that abyss, we found was just really important to our personal growth. Mm -hmm. What specifically did you feel alone about then? I think for me, I had moved from New York to Los Angeles. So I lived in Chicago and then New York and then LA. And I was always wondering about my female relationships. I was like, is it okay that I've had really deep connections with women for a couple years in these cities? And then it was almost like we moved on. And mm. I would see other groups of women that had been best friends for their whole entire life and they lived in the same city and all these things. And I was just feeling really ashamed. I was like, you know, is it just me that has really powerful relationships with women during phases of my life and then sort of, you know, transitions in and out of friendships? Or does everyone just have the same friends forever? Um, and so when I moved to LA, I was, you know, without any friends at the time and just met Lindsay and was really just feeling alone. I didn't feel like I had really mm. deep, meaningful female friendships. And I think there's this feeling of aloneness when you're transitioning out of like numbing yourself. So in my 20s, I felt like I was numbing myself with either alcohol or toxic, like romantic relationships, just not listening to my body at all. And I think there, as you transition out of that or feel like this, like there is something more. <laughs> like there mm -hmm. is kind of a a better feeling and a way to actually um, come back to yourself. When you start to kind of feel that it is a lonely time because most of your friends and what you've associated with lives in that numb, numbing. Mm -hmm. So um, it, was, it was just a breath of fresh air for me to meet Krista and have these really thoughtful, deep, meaningful conversations. And then that really just attracts more of those those relationships. So much, so much. I actually, I wrote about in my book, one of the chapters is called Born to Belong. And one of my, one of the stories that I created for so much of my career is that I didn't belong, but I, I like, it was such a painful place that I kind of flipped it into this, like, I don't need it. And like had really convinced myself, like when I'd see women at brunch, like I didn't even get jealous of it. I was like, oh, what a waste of time. I'm working on my bit. Like I'm doing something important. I'm doing something meaningful. When all along there was like this unconscious, like I don't belong. Nobody would be my friend. Like I don't relate to other women and what they're in. Like I had all these stories. And then I met one, I mean, I had friends, but they weren't close and it wasn't a community. 
And I met one woman and it just, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And, and I had just started praying. I was like, you know what? I've transformed so many areas of my life, money, men, mother, like, like there's gotta be other women that I would actually really like, and they would like me. And I just came from that vulnerable place of opening up. And then it was like, like so fun, so many, like so many just incredible women. And so I, I think that's one of the things when I heard you say that, I was like, anyone listening right now, if you are in any form of isolation, voluntary or otherwise, please know that you do belong, that your tribe does exist, your, your people are there, and particularly adult female friendships. It's such a gift a woman can give to herself. So it's there for you. It's so powerful. I mean, it's been so healing for us, you know, within our community and together to have real female friendships. And I think even this year, I've really come into these relationships with women where I actually trust them, where Mm -hmm. I actually feel like I can be myself, like I can be seen, like I can be held. And I was like you, you know, I used to be protected by personal growth. I was always growing. I was always doing a side hustle. I was always doing these things. So I didn't really have time to connect deeply or be vulnerable or all these things. And I think, you know, now with the rise of side hustles and all these things online, it can just be used as a way to keep us from really connecting and really going deep. So, you know, we have such soft spots for female friendships and for the wound that a lot of female female friends have. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got connected with a certain group here in LA, I'm used to doing everything with my husband and I should say he's used to doing everything with me. And so I'd start to get invited to like girl dinners and then like girl trip. And so, and I forget where it was. I said something like, yeah, so I was talking to so-and-so and we were talking about going, he's like, yeah, cool. That'd be fun. And then he like, he just saw the look on my face and he's <laughs> like, oh, he goes, this is a lifestyle, isn't it? Like He was like really <laughs> starting to get that. Like it is a way of life to be in and to be held and to have fun, all the playful feminine arts. So super cool. You know, like obviously millions and millions of people have podcasts, but you all are like, it's our community. Like you have so intrinsically built this thriving community in your podcast. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. It's been wild. It grew organically out of these conversations we've been talking about because so many people are going through it. And I think what helped is that Krista and I from the get were very honest about what was going on in our lives. And I do think it was kind of like this sigh of relief for a lot of people like, Mm. oh my gosh, okay. And so we initially... we started a group on Facebook just so people can meet in there and, and connect and maybe talk about the show and what you know, they related to and what impacted them. And then it became just this living, breathing thing that inspired personal growth that became a support system, a web of sorts for these women to just fall and lean on as they were navigating various transitions in their life. It could be super light and fun and funny. And then there have been times in the group where I've seen posts that are just incredibly emotional and deep and healing for people. So we started to see that happen and it inspired us to to meet people in real life. So we went on tour for about two years and that was really special to be able to meet people one-on-one and really learn like why what we were doing was so much bigger than just like us starting a podcast. And 
why there's such a need for this type of content and conversation and community. And then organically again, the ambassador program was born. Well, all right, well so, hold on, hold, please hold. But let's just like back up this bus here. So we've gone to her for two years. Like, hold up, JLo. Like, yeah, talk no to one, me, like, where'd you go? What was that like? Style. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, we had the tans, we had the glitter, we had the yes. rhinestones. No, it was, no one asked us to go out on Pyrotechnics. Yes, yeah. I wish. The theme of what we've done is like, no one asked us to do it. We just felt we follow our intuition with this business and trust it completely. And so we felt like, wow, this is really important that we meet our community in person. We already felt so close to them. And to be able to bring what we do on the podcast to a live setting felt really exciting. And so we literally went all over the world. We've been to Australia and London, all over the US, to Canada. So it's been the coolest thing ever. But again, no one asked us to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the whole thing too, was it's like, it seems like the second year was really powerful because it grew and expanded. But the first year, we found free office spaces with WeWorks in a lot of the places and really had girls from our community help us set up, get food mm. donated, all these things. So it was much more like... Mm kitschy than people would imagine. It sounds super glamorous, but we just wanted to continue with our, our mission, which is making people feel less alone. So mm-hmm. Lindsay and I, when we're together on the pod, we're not alone because we're communicating as best friends, but it wouldn't be right if we weren't helping women where they are all over the world connect with us and then connect with one another at you know whatever event that we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about this best friends aspect. I mean, best friends working together, like all these business decisions. And it's like some women might say it's hard enough to like make all the decisions yourself, but at least you get to like be the decision maker. What's it like to be in partnership? Yeah. So we started almost 30 shortly after we became friends, which I think is really cool. You know, we've We've been able to learn about each other as we grow the business. And, you know, what we've learned in a lot of the work that we've done together, with whether it's coaching or healings and whatnot, and just intuitively knowing that we've spent a couple lives together and Mm. are connected on a soul level for sure. But we really, we bring out each other's healing and shadows, which has been so much of our work in the last year that's brought us like infinitely closer. And then, we also just balance each other out. Like her strengths are what I'm learning and vice versa in so many aspects. And then we really do have a shared vision for what we want to bring to the community and, you know, how we want to impact the world. You know, we've never had a moment where we're like, oh my God, like I, we've never had like a disagreement yeah. where we're like, what the fuck are you talking yes, about? Honestly, <laughs> we've that'd always, be kind of fun though. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Have like a rip and roar and fight. Um, But you know, we always say too, like the work that we've done on our shadow and just in our relationship is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. It is same with any, like, you know, with my personal relationship with my fiance and Lindsay with her boyfriend, these deep intimate relationships, especially when it involves your dreams and money and your business and a team and a living, breathing thing, such as our community, it brings out the best and the very worst in you. And, you know, we've had to really just learn our own skills and tools to just try and be our best selves and to try and really show up each day better and to try and have patience and grace with Mm -hmm. ourselves and with one another. But 
it's just been really, really beautiful and hopefully an example for our community of what a powerful female relationship can be and do. Mm-hmm. And our the success of our business in some way depends on the health of our mm-hmm. relationship. You for know, sure. it might not be super obvious to people, but there are there's just like an energetics with building a business that if that relationship is not healthy, if the communication isn't clear, like the support, the respect isn't there, the business will be really weak. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who does what? Who does what? So I, um, let's see, within the business, I'm more of the strategy. I do more of strategy overseeing like what's going on as a business for us now and in the future. I'm really good at thinking about things in very logical next steps. I did a lot of work in partnerships and account management and sales before I came into this role at our company. So I support that in our team. And then really just visioning with Lindsay. And then Lindsay does... I do. So I think about it like, if you know human design, Krista's a projector. I'm a manifesting generator. A projector? Mm -hmm. What are you? Wow. I did not see that coming. Uh, Really? Emotionally defined or gut instinct? Gut instinct. Okay. And you're manifesting generator. What's what's Uh your authority? I'm emotional. Five one. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But what I was going to say is like, she's kind of like the bird over, like she can really see high level strategy down the line, like all of that vision work. And I really enjoy like kind of being in the nitty gritty of the production and really kind of like facilitating how her vision, our vision, but like mm-hmm. her strategy is executed. So I'm really on the production end of the podcast itself. I my background is in like performance and yeah, just like very creative. I've never been in the corporate world, so I didn't have like that business savvy background. So that's been my learning. But yeah, I I really enjoy the creative side. It's like anything that is, you know, new coming down the pipeline, whether it's when we went on tour, I really enjoyed working on like what is the show going to look like and feel like and sound like? And what is the run of show? Like just kind of those intricacies really spoke to me. So yeah. Oh, this makes so, so much sense. So my husband is my CEO, but his best friend is Shatan Parkin, who wrote the human design book. So we spend a lot of time with them. And actually, it's a funny story. I didn't know about human design. It was a number of years ago. And a friend of mine, like on New Year's Day was like, let's do this like human design thing. So we did it. And Glenn was really into it. And so he said, the the guy who does this, he's doing a workshop on it. I want to learn more about it. And I was like, cool. He's like, so is it cool if I sign us up for it? I was like, yeah, sure. Of course. It was in Istanbul and it was for oh three God. weeks. It was Did like the human design, of course. I'm obsessed Shut with up. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I find my, I'm like sitting there on the Bosphorus River in Istanbul going through this, like, you know, all oh. these of human design. That is a once in a lifetime thing. That is incredible. Well, we could make it more than more than that. They're they're our good friends, and they come over for dinner all the time. And however, what I was just gonna say is, I like you two. Like you two were this like obviously this just like hand in glove combo, anyways. But it makes so much more sense to me. So projectors are excellent. Visionaries, not that others of us, do, I'm not a projector either, but not that we can't be visionary. There's just something extra special about projector visionary and their 
ability to manage people with like not needing a lot of words or even a lot of energy. It's kind of, it's like, it's so like, they'll say like one sentence and like you find yourself like completely rearranging your day. Is that, you experience that? You're like, totally. I would say probably, yes. And then that also makes me feel super insecure because it's like, oh my God, ever, you know what I mean? It's, it's your superpower. But you it's yeah. needed. Yeah, it's, so yeah needed. It's, it's the power. It's, it's been really beautiful to understand human design for that fact and to really lean into that and know that that, you know, was something I possessed before, but now I'm really able to like step into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shatan's a projector, by the way. Wow. What are you? I am a generator. Generator. Yep. That instinct, you got that energy going. Mm. Yep, always. Make it happen. Yes, no, yes, no. It's like, yes. (laughs) And my husband is a generator, but he's emotionally defined. So it's like, oh, wait. I'm like, hey, let's do this. And he's like, I don't have clarity yet. And I'm like, oh. Oh my gosh. I know, I need time. But I'm like quick to kind of, I'm a little like, I'll say things like immediately that maybe I don't even mean or have processed yet. Mm. It's not good or bad. It's just like, whoa, I could have sat on that for mm-hmm. like another 24 hours. That's like, yeah, that's very much. Love that. It's, um, yeah. So if when you're emotionally defined, like clarity can come quickly to you. Like, and then if it is, then you're just clear on it. But what I've, what's so beautiful about that authority is I've really learned to trust his intuition. So even though I don't love the process, because I'm like, can you get going with that emotional clarity? You know, it'll be like, I want to hire someone. And like, this is the person he's like, I don't have clarity. And like every time if I wait and really respect and trust that process, it comes through so, so clear. So clear. Don't say that too loud. He might hear you. Oh, he he (laughs) knows. He knows. I've tried to pull the flower open way too many times. And yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's super cool. All right. So where to next? What's I mean, after a couple of years of world tours and like epic cult following fame and all the good things, what's, what's your next edge stretch desire? Yeah, I am. It's been so interesting, especially in 2020 to think about that. It's actually been like a blessing in disguise to be able to, you know, not be on the road, not traveling as much, although we miss seeing people in person for sure. It's just given us the bandwidth, the time, and like the mental and emotional capacity to be able to feel into what, yeah, what is is the next right step for us? Like what mm-hmm. feels really impactful and new and innovative and just exciting and liberating. So we'll be working on our book next year. Super exciting. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. And have you written a book before? We have sure. not. Oh, well, <laughs> tell me everything. Oh my gosh. Give us the dirt. So I, I was like, you know, I'm great at speaking. I'm sure I can just yes. voice memo this thing and send it off and it'll be, and everyone was like, not like Jen Sincero was like, most people can't, maybe you could like, and I was like, oh, I got this. Like, this is like... Oh, really, thanks, the- Jen. Bestseller. Right. It's okay. <laughs> I've got it. Um, and I was like, oh, where was I going with this? Um, I don't know. Like, all the writing we do in our business. I'm like, we're writers. Like, I've been doing this work 20 years. This is a fallout of me. <laughs> this, this sucker. This... I remember what I mentioned to um, Catherine Woodward Thomas one night. She was like, so what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm writing my book. She's like, oh, so you're in the agony and the ecstasy. 
And I was like, what is she talking about? Because it was at the beginning and it was the mm. ecstasy. And then it came, the agony, it was there. And, you know, I think, of course, it's personal for everyone. I just remember waking up one day and looking at the calendar and saying only 49 more days of hell <laughs> when I was looking at my you, deadline. Was that the, my question is like, is that the only thing you were doing? Did you have, was it an everyday show up for your writing block? Like, what was that like? Mm-hmm. So I wrote my book fairly fast. So I got a book deal at the beginning of February, 2019. And my pub date was March 3rd, 2020. So I had written a proposal and relatively speaking, I mean, some chapters got rearranged, but relatively speaking, the proposal was super helpful. And I wrote a bit in February and then I was doing the business and I had some chunks of time, I think a little bit in March And then my first deadline was June. And that's when I remember I was like, I have three months to write this book, basically. And so I, for the most part, cleared the calendar. I mean, I have ongoing programs, so there was fulfillment. But I... And then I also realized the voice memo thing wasn't happening. And the cool thing was when I sat down to write... I found that my when I really let it flow, my writing voice was so much different than my speaking voice. It was sort of like this alter ego... And it was, I had a black, like she's funny and she's irreverent. You know, Marianne Williamson has been my mentor. So I had visions of this like very eloquent, sophisticated (laughs) book on spirituality and psychology. And it's not that at all. And it was just, it's the hardest thing I ever did. And the thing I'm also most proud of, but back to the writing schedule. So I, I'm a collaborator as a generator. So I would write and then I would bring a couple members of my team over to the house and I I would kind of like talk it through and be like, okay, for this chapter, I'm thinking maybe I should tell this client story or this concept. What do you think of this? Like, and they'd be like, nah, or yes. And then I'd go write something and then they'd give me feedback on it. So I found that I did my best work. I'm an extremist. So I did my best work in big chunks of time, but it was basically April, May, June, turned it in got it back. I think I had like 10 days to do edits on it, had it turned it back in. And then I did find the editing process really fun. So when you're like in the, like, that was like fun punching up jokes and words and that kind of thing. So, but everyone's, everyone's different. When's your pub date? So we have it. So we're working on the proposal November and December. So we're very early on. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say this. I actually found the proposal one of the most challenging parts. So that's what we've heard. You know, um, like not like you've got time. Like if if you're like in proposal stage, like that's great. And just like, just know that if it feels like you're kind of unearthing yourself, it's that that's pretty normal. And it's just, it's a really powerful experience. So I'm, I'm really delighted and excited for you. Thank you. And all of us readers who are going to get to absorb all of that goodness and wisdom uh, when the time is right. I love that. I think it's, I think it's for me, I need to work on like the worthiness around it. You know, there's definitely like a hump to get over with feeling worthy of writing a book and being an author and having your words read. So I think that's a lot my work too within our book and what we do is really, you know, a lot around like the internal stuff. Mm-hmm. My my best piece of advice on that is don't edit the fir- like just the first draft, just 
do not edit. Um, that was because I remember I went to sit down to go like type on the, and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be on a, on a page in a book. I would have been so used to like, oh, it's digital. We can take it down. We can delete it. We can, I'm like, this is going to be on a page, on a book and a shelf uh, in someone's house. And it felt so like I was getting a tattoo and adopting a child all at the same time. Like it was so permanent. And it's, what I want to say about it. I would say my wish for women globally is that we really make these feelings of inadequacy or, or questioning our self-doubt like so 1984. Yeah. It's just, it's, we all have this message inside of us and not everyone wants to write a book. So the fact that you all have the platform that you do and, and the podcast, you're going to have this book come out. It's an honor for sure. And get great at receiving like that's the fact, like the feminine is giving, like most of us are really great at masculine. I'm sorry, the masculine is giving. And so just open up to receiving, being that mentor or being that book that people are buying and reading on that Sunday afternoon with their candle and cup of coffee. It's it, let it be a really great feeling. Mm, love that. We'll be thinking of you in the agony though. So. <laughs> yeah. be like we're in the agony phase. Help. It's, yes, yes, yes. Well, you're not in the agony yet because the proposal, like you're still getting your there's so much flexibility. You know, you can have your sticky notes and you're like, this is chapter one. No, this is chapter 18. This is chapter 12. But yeah, it's going to be, I guess my last piece of advice on it is you're going to come in with your thoughts and it will take on a life of its own. Probably very much like all of your work so far. Like you came in with this intention and then the community and then the live events and then retreat, you know, like it just, it takes on its own soul, I believe. Yeah. Oh, love that. I can only hope. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. So a book coming up, that's a big, <laughs> big deal. And the other thing I guess I would say to give yourself as much space so that you can enjoy it. I think none of us love working under too much pressure and having too many things on our plate. So um, carve out the space because it, it, it can be a really beautiful process as well. Mm, yeah. That's yes. great advice. I love that. Once we get our million dollar advance, there you, we'll take our time off. There you go. Zillion dollar advance. Um, you know, it just all is what it is. Uh, yes. Whatever size the advance, it is just an advance. Remember that? So it's like, yes. you know, totally um, joking. You either get your royalty money sooner or you'll get your advance. But either way, it's it's all really, really good and really exciting. Oh, ladies, this has just been such a joy, such a pleasure getting to know you and seeing what's up. Let everyone know where they can find you and stay in touch with you. And I also saw you've got this really sexy retreat coming up next year. So we can talk about that too. What's happening in your world? Yeah. Okay. So to listen to Almost 30, we are on all platforms that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. You can follow us on Instagram. We have a lot of inspiring, funny quotes, memes, just musings from Krista and I at Almost 30 Podcast. We also are really passionate about supporting podcasters as they launch, grow, and monetize their own podcast. Uh, it's changed our lives. So um, it just was so fitting that we take our experience and create programs. So that is your podcast pro dot com. Depending on when this episode comes out, 
we have an accelerator coming up for podcasters who have a podcast and want to grow and monetize. So that's going to be really intimate and intensive of sorts over six weeks. So you can apply to that accelerator. And then the retreat. So the yeah. retreats in Calamigos, which is close to us. It's in mm-hmm. Malibu. It's, you know, one of Lindsay and I's favorites. It's like restoration hardware, gorgeous in the Malibu mountains. And that's four days with um, 24 women. Yeah. 24 women. And we bring, bring in our favorite healers, teachers, fitness instructors, everything, just to give everyone like the beautiful experience that we get here in LA with some of the best in the world and the wellness and spirituality space. Love it, love it, love it. So we'll have all of these links in the show notes. And ladies, thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom, your experience, strength, and hope. And especially can't wait for that book to come out. Oh, thank Thank you you so so much, much, Gina. Appreciate you. It's beautiful. Thanks so much for being here today. I know I feel better. I hope you feel better. I want to invite you to make sure that you are signed up for the Q Club premiere. That's right. This is five days where you just get to come and be given to the desire that you we're talking about you manifesting. It's going to be just enhanced and supported so much more over these five days of goodness of you getting so great at divine living. So I want to make sure you're there. It's totally free. Tell all your friends about it. Check out the links in the show notes and make sure you are signed up because it's only five days. I want to make sure that you get in on it. Lots of love, ladies. All right, Queen, did you love this episode and know someone who would love it too? I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast over Instagram. Tag me at Gina DeVee. And thank you for Queen supporting Queens and for your continued support. 